0: good evening to those in social media land this is grace and faith fellowship uh, coming to you at our Sunday night message thank you for tuning in thank you for just listening to us and we pray that we are being a blessing to you to you and your family and we're coming to you again we're talking about um the habits of a thankful heart. one once again i just want to kind of let you know our goal is to, to equip you with the things you need to live this Christian life. And if you're not saved, we pray that we will say something through this ministry to help you get to know Jesus Christ as your person. That's the ultimate goal. We want you to know Jesus, that he is your Savior. And through him, you can receive everlasting life. You just put your trust in him because he's already did all the work. He shed his blood. He died for our sins. All you got to do is receive him as your Savior but we want to just encourage to those who are believers also to just different things that we want to come to you and bring to you. I feel like the Lord lead me um, to speak a word into your life and encourage you on your Christian journey. So we've been talking about um, the habits of a thankful heart, the habits of a thankful heart, and we're on lesson 13 tonight, and we're going to be talking about um, developing Endurance. I think this is very, very important. And developing endurance. This is one that have been, we need to develop endurance because you need endurance um, as you go through this Christian journey. Because we're going to go through things. And so the, the foundational scripture we're going to talk about in the verse is Philippians 4 and 13. Once again, we've been this series has been coming um from the book of Philippians and we've been just really um talking about habits of a thankful heart through this book um things that we can develop and learn how to be thankful no matter what we're going through but let's read um philippians 4 and 13. and it simply said very familiar scripture. we hear people quote this scripture all the time some i believe it's taken out of context and we're going to get into that tonight to put it in its proper context and understand uh, what Paul is talking about. But it simply says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I can do all things through him that strengthens me. Now we go back to, I'm going to go ahead and first, let's go through um, verse 11. Let's go back to verse 11 and reading from the King James Version. Um, it says, not that I, re- I speak in respect of one, want, but I've, I have learned in whatever state I am wherewith to be content. And I know both how to be a base and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to, both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. But so I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So we see him, he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so in, in Philippians 4 and 1, Paul tells us um, that he found the secret to contentment. This is what he's saying. He says, If you want to know the secret to contentment, here it is. He says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So, we're talking about this contentment. Learn how to be content in whatever state. He said, I learned how to be content whatever state I'm in. He said, The secret is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What Paul was describing here is spiritual endurance. Okay, he's talking about spiritual endurance. This is what we're talking about tonight spiritual doing the ability to stand firm this is what it means in faith no matter what life circumstances you find yourself in this is what so that's what spiritual endurance is, is the ability to stand firm in faith no matter what life circumstances you find yourself in and paul found himself we if you study this paul was in prison when he wrote this letter to philippi he said, I'm content. He said, because I can do all things. He says, what does that mean? He's saying I can handle any situation. I can be content in any situation because what? Because of Christ. He said, Paul, endurance is not the product of his will, but flows from his relationship with Christ. So this is the product. Okay. Where do we get this endurance from? Where do we get it from? It's not me and my own ability. Okay. Maybe you tried in your own ability. Maybe you say, hey, I can't do it. I feel I'm struggling right now. But when you learn how to tap into um, God's ability, when you allow um, this endurance to flow through a relationship with Jesus Christ, then you, you will see or you will experience uh, supernatural strength. This is what we want to experience. But it's not your will. See, we're trying to do things on our own maybe you're trying to do that maybe you're trying to tap into your own strength you're trying to be strong for everybody else around you no you need to allow this spiritual endurance to flow out of relationship with jesus christ now we're gonna we're gonna highlight verse 13 and just get some notes from verse uh 13 4 13. it says it is it's not a correct use of this verse to express that we are doing anything Okay. We say, when Paul says, I can do all things, he's not talking about his ability. So this verse is not to express that you can do anything. This is not a, this is not a self-motivational verse. Okay. Now the world may take it that way. I can do all things, you know, through it. I can do anything. We often tell, you know, teach our kids, yeah, you can do anything. You can do anything you put your mind to. And so well, that's how the world said, well, you can do anything you put your mind to, whether you're a male or female, you can put anything you put your mind and it becomes a self-motivational uh, speech or verse or, you know, model for you. But this is not what Paul was talking about. Paul was saying that he could do anything what through he makes it very specific through Christ. He said, I didn't do it. I. This is not my own strength. I can do it through Christ. And this this radically um, changed the way um, many people see this verse, okay? Many people use this verse. So if you're trying to use it as a self-motivational verse, then you're wrong. No, it says through Christ. It says all our ability in the Christian life is found in Christ. All your ability, let me say it again, is found in Christ. See, we got to come and We said this in a Bible study. You got to come to the end of yourself. You got to come to the end of yourself and say, you know what? Lord, I can't do this. I can't do this on my own. I need your help. Okay. And so then when you, that's when you, when you make that statement, when you really become the end of yourself, that's when you become, begin to build this, this spiritual endurance and developing endurance in your life because you're allowing Christ to flow through you. So it's all about all our ability is in the in, in the Christian life is found in Christ. It is not our ability that makes us strong. It is our availability through Christ that enables us. And let me say that one more time. It is not your ability that makes you strong. It is your availability through Christ that enables you. I remember I came up with a song. I mean, when I came up, the song was the Lord, I'm available to you. So I think some of the verses use me as you please. Other words, make yourself available to Christ. And how you say, well, how to do that through studying the scriptures, through prayer, you know, just meditating on the word. You make yourself available to God so he can flow through you. And you're tapping to this supernatural description. this is what paul said in second corinthians 12 then this and we've heard this before maybe you've heard this. Before. it says when i'm weak then i'm strong what was paul saying he said when i come to the end of myself okay then i can tap into the strength that god has given me through the shape of christ i have to tap into what's on the inside of me because christ on the inside of me the scripture says greater he that is in me that he's in the world okay he was saying that when we recognize um, when we recognize our inability and therefore rely on the Lord, then the Lord's streams can flow through us. This is what he was saying. When we recognize our inability, so you got to come to the end of yourself, recognize your inability to be strong enough to handle situations on your own. Recognize that God, I need your help. When you come, then you can tap into, then you can flow into, you know, that supernatural doing, that spiritual endurance that we're talking about tonight. So this relationship is sustained, what? So how do we sustain this? How do we sustain this doing This relationship is sustained through daily spiritual exercise, Okay. We, we, we can't wake up one morning and suddenly decide we want to be joyful. We want to be grateful. You're just not going to wake up one morning. All of a sudden you're going to just be this joyful, happy person. Okay. If we want to be like Paul, what are you talking about here? We need to develop a training routine to build our spiritual endurance. So you got to develop, you're not, this is not going to happen overnight. You got to get into a routine of the things we're talking about, building a routine, a habit of studying and praying to build spiritual endurance and allow God to flow through. So you got to develop. No, we're talking about developing this year. Okay. Just like you develop a muscle, you don't, you know, learn how you're not going to bench 300 pounds overnight. No, there has to be a process of getting stronger and stronger and stronger as you were exercising have some type of uh exercise training some exercise routine so you can get to that place you just don't wake up and bench 300 pounds so every day we must we must preach the gospel again to ourselves so see i love this because we're not just preaching the gospel to other people first you've got to preach it to yourself you have to preach it to yourself. You got to talk to yourself. David said the Bible said David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. Mean David was talking to himself. He was talking to himself. He had to encourage himself. This is why you, you have you. And this is this is just another way of saying, preach the gospel to yourself. We need to let the promises of scripture sink into our minds, memorize them the way we memorize like like we we we, uh remember the lyrics to our favorite song we got songs in our mind now that we we heard years ago years ago you know from the temptation to the Stylistics to the spinners i mean you know we got those songs in our mind if those songs come on now, we can sing them word for word this is how we got to get the scripture in our hearts in our memory memorize them to the point we know what it says. So, memorize like you remember your favorite song so that the gospel become like a soundtrack that accompanies everything we do. Let, let the word of God be a soundtrack in your mind. I love that. I love that terminology. A soundtrack where it just plays over and over and over again. This is how you build spiritual endurance. This is how you develop endurance. So, I want to go in this to finish this lesson. Uh, I want to talk about four components to Christian endurance. Four components. Let's talk about these four components <clears throat> to Christian endurance. What are these four components? The first one is gratitude, which we're talking about. We're talking about what a habit of a thankful heart. So, one of the components of developing spiritual endurance. Okay, is gratitude. Okay, endure means to hold on, okay, to keep things steady until you reach the other side. So, and one of the things that you want to hold on, you want to maintain till you get to the goal, to the place where God is God. But endurance for the Christian, excuse me, is not without gratitude. So, you're not holding on, gritting your teeth, for sale. Or you're not holding on complaining and whining and you know just um being sad and just you know being grumpy no it's with, with gratitude so when you talk about enduring talk about developing why are you maintaining and getting to that place getting to that place where god promised when you or, or let me say it this way when until you see the manifestation of that promise okay you want to do it with gratitude indeed okay so because it says let me say this it says but in for for Christian, is not without gratitude indeed it must not be so for a life without gratitude is a life lived in disobedience you're in disobedience if you're not grateful not keeping your mind and I want well, to skip for it let's go to um first Thessalonians 5. Fifteen to first Thessalonians. Just want to read that. First Thessalonians five, and we gonna read verses fifteen through eighteen. I want to read it from the New Living Translation. That's what I want to. I think we can get a better understanding. The New Living Translations. And so it says here, see that you said no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Notice what it says in the 16th. says always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belongs to Christ. No, it knows it didn't say be thankful for every circumstances, but be thankful in the circumstance. But I like what it says, always be joyful. Always, always be joy, Never stop praying. Be thankful. So we have to understand that, hey, you know, gratitude is key to your endurance. This is one of the components of doing it. You got to be thankful, knowing how to be thankful in the midst of this. Now, the second component, the second component to building spiritual endurance is contentment. We talked about, Paul talked about, he said, what did he said in that verse? I learned whatever state to be content. So the, the temptation during a season of endurance is to spend your day wishing for things to be different or remembering the days when things were. We, we, we drift into self pity, pit, pin, pinning away from what might be and continue trying to escape what actually is. For the Christian, though, a season of endurance is an opportunity to grow in the virtue of contentment, okay? So we don't spend your day your days um, wishing stuff would be different or I remember when it was like this. I remember when I had this and yeah, you know, maybe it was. But if you allow yourself to get in that mindset, okay, you, you're not going to develop contentment because contentment is saying, hey, you have to say, hey, Paul said I learned to be content in whatever state I'm in. It, goes, it says it is indeed something we must learn, for contentment isn't natural to any of us, and yet Christians and yet Christ strengthened us to this to this very end. Okay, so understand that. Hey, you know what? It is something that you have to learn, because it doesn't come natural. Okay, so contentment does not come naturally. It's not something that we just born with. No, you have to be something you have to learn. Paul said, I learned to be content. He had to learn it. Okay, he had to learn it. He had to spend some time, meaning that it was intentional. Okay, it was intentional. It wasn't something that he was born with. It is natural and come to him. He said, I had to learn this. And so we read it. Let me read it again. Philippians 11. It said, I have learned to be content in whatever circumstance I find myself. Okay. He says, I know how to, I know how to make do with a little and I know how to make do with a lot. So he said, doesn't matter what I got a little or a lot. I learned how to deal with it. I learned how to be content. In any and all circumstances, I've learned the secret of being content, whether well fed, he says, or hungry, whether in abundance or in need. And when the founders here I can able to do all things through Christ that strengthens me. He said it doesn't matter how much I got, what little I got, I'm gonna be content. And he said, I had to learn to do that. You gotta learn to praise God in a tough time. You have to learn that it has to, like I said, you have to be intentional about it. And I know you're saying it's hard, you know, well, hey, but as you continue to practice this, it's going to get easier, but you have to make up your mind that I'm going to be content and whatever's going to know that God's going to give you, he says, because I can do this through Christ who strengthens me. The third component to spiritual endurance developing endurance is faith okay we know that's key faith in in a season of endurance a season of endurance don't feel good i'm gonna say that it don't feel good in fact it feels very bad so we're gonna be honest about it i know you're not feeling good right now about what you're going through and it feels bad but it's painful because we live with a daily sense of loss and longing And the temptation is to lapse into self-pity. So they're the temptation right now on you to get into self-pity. But I want to challenge you tonight: don't do it. Don't don't allow yourself. Why? Because we've experienced this loss and you experience pain. But don't get into self-pity. Okay. But the Christian, the Christian now, we are not ruled by our feelings. We're ruled by Jesus. Now, I want to say that one more time because I know that sounds real spiritual, but hey, but need to understand, you're not ruled by your feelings. I'm not saying that you don't have feelings, okay? But you're not ruled by them. You're not governed by your feelings. We are ruled or we are governed by Jesus and what his words say. So, so we, we must do to see them in doings. Let faith, not feeling, take the lead. Let me say it again. Let faith, not feeling, take the lead. Let your faith in Jesus. Matter of fact, it's not even our faith. It's his faith. He's given us the measure of faith. Let faith, not feeling, lead you. Let your faith lead you, not your feelings. Okay? Because just what your feelings want to do. Your feelings, you can't always trust them because they'll lead you in the wrong direction. They'll lead you down to a path of destruction. Negative feeling that is. So so don't be led by your feeling. Let your faith lead you. Now, that doesn't mean we we have faith that everything is going to go back to normal. Let me say that's just I got to pause here for a second. Now, I mean, because sometimes we say when we say, well, OK, I got faith. Well, And you put your faith in that it's going to go back to the way it was. Well, it may not go back the way it was. I can't promise you that. Why? Because there are other variables. If there are other people involved in your circumstance, in your situation, they may not respond to Jesus like you do. Especially if um, they're not Christian, they're not saved. They may not respond to it like you do. They may be Christian, but they may not respond to the word like you do. Okay. But if you respond, so don't, don't use your faith to try to make God, make things go back to the way they were, or as you consider normal, understand that faith is is bigger than that. Faith is the wisdom, the goodness and the sovereign design of God. Okay. So I put my faith in Jesus. And the outcome may not be what I planned, or may not be go back to the way things were. But if you trust in God, you're going to come out on top. OK, so so faith is is it is bigger than that. OK, says so faith is the wisdom, the goodness and the sovereign design of God. And he will do what's right in the end. Based on faith in him, we endure. So, based on faith in him, we endure. Not your faith in other stuff. Faith based in Jesus, we endure. Because what, let me read Romans 8, 28. It says, we know that all things will work together for the good. Those who love God. And who are called according to his purpose. He didn't say everything was good. But he said it will work out for your good. But he makes... He lets you know what who is going to work out good for for those who love God, and a call according to His purpose. It's just not going to work out for everybody. It's going to work out for those who love God, and a call according to His purpose. The last thing, the last component um, of endurance here, is focus. You got to be focused in a season like this. In a season where well, you uh, have to endure, and we're talking about developing endurance, we are all tempted to turn within. Maybe you've turned within, you know, I think that's one of the definitions that I think of depression is, is anger turned within. You're angry with yourself. And the temptation to turn within, and then when you turn things within, you lose focus. And, and that's natural enough, but we need to take care of ourselves we do that you need to take care of yourself we all we are all by ourselves and we we all have our own opinion so you have your own opinion but for christians our focus should be different okay as the believer your focus should be different our eyes should be fixed on a different place not fixed on your problem fixed on a different place. and ironically our focus is really the most practical way we can continue to endure. You got to stay focused. You got to stay focused. Don't allow the enemy to distract you and take your eyes off a of thing. Because in, in the book of Hebrews, for example, the writer exhorts that suffering and that the suffering and the Persecuted Church over and over again to endure. He tells us to be doing, he says, remain, persevere. Stay in the fight until the end. This is what we have to do. But here's the question. I, I told you to remain, to persevere, and stay in the fight to the end. But here's the question. I know you may be asking, how do I do that? How do I do that? How do I stay focused? You may say, well, how? You're telling me to stay How do I stay focused when things are going bad all around me? And maybe things have been going bad for you a long time. And you may be wondering if like I did, in this time in my life where I said, When am I this? It's gonna be over. How long do I have to continue to do and stand? So, how do I do it? So, what is the formula for endurance? But here's let's look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Here, the writer in Hebrews gives us how do we stay focused? He said, Therefore, since we have such a a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us. Listen to what he says. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnare us. Let us run with endurance. There's that word. The race that lies before us. How do we do that? He tells us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and the perfecter of our faith who for the joy that lay before him endured the cross and despised the shame and sat down at the right hand of God's throne he tells us how to do this stay focused looking unto Jesus run the race within doing but you got to look into you you got to stay focused on Jesus so let me let's break this down some more. So, how do we endure? Fix your eyes on Jesus, focus on him, and you'll keep going. You gotta focus on Jesus and you and you'll keep going. Now, when we when we hear that, you know, we hear people it, something rise up, and maybe something ride up you now say, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um that sounds too simple. I know what i just said and you said hey fix your eyes on you yeah that sounds pretty simple you know yeah yeah but it's just you may be saying well that's there's gotta be more than just that fixing my eyes on you. but listen perhaps the simplicity in and of it you know itself is what gives this formula its credibility okay the simplicity of it because god don't want things to be complicated but want to be simple We have the luxury of overthinking so many things in life. We overthink things. And in in so doing, we can analyze many things to the point of ineffectiveness. So I don't want you to overanalyze what I said. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Don't don't overthink it. You know, because like I said, when you all start overthinking things, you know, trying to get real spiritual, you can it, it. it's not gonna be effective, it's not gonna work for you. So let's not do that. Don't, don't, don't do that. Because when we fix our eyes on Jesus now, all things, all those things in your peripheral vision, okay, have a tendency to become a little more unfocused. So you have your provisional vision. If you focus on something in front of you now, think about it. Okay, the things on the side of your your vision get smaller. Okay, they become less. You become less focused on, but because when you fix on Jesus, when you focus on Jesus and just who He wants you to be, and just trusting in Him and believing in Him, then all the stuff it it it, it gets out of focus. It knows that it's still there. Okay, but you you're not concentrating on it. You know, you're not really, really paying it. You can see it, but it's not the focus of your attention. Why? Because the focus is right in front of you, and you, you, when you focus on something, okay, though you're not, you can see the stuff around you. But when you have what you call, I say, tunnel vision, then everything around you seems to lose it, lose its effectiveness. This is what we're talking about. So. In my conclusion, spiritual endurance training begins with a routine of prayer, scripture reading, and meditation. This is how you develop endurance, spiritual endurance, is that you have to have a, a daily routine of prayer. You have to have some scripture reading, and you have to meditate on it. Now, just read it. But take some time to meditate on the word of God. Just meditate on it. And so I just want to pray um, for you tonight to those who are listening that you develop this spiritual doing because God has already given it to us. Now it's your job to develop that. And I love the last, stay focused, fix your eyes on Jesus. Don't let him get out of your tunnel vision. Because the enemy is going to try to distract you. But you need to stay focused and stay connected to Jesus. Focus, Focus on him. Stay focused. Have faith in him. Have faith in him now. Believe him. And be gratitude. Be grateful. And learn how to be content. Those are the four components that we're talking about tonight. So let me pray. Father God in the name we thank you for those that are listening. I thank you for the developing of spiritual difference in the believers that are listening right now, that you begin to develop spirit and that they will become strong, that they will become focused. God, that understanding you have equipped us to handle every circumstance as your servant Paul said, I can do all things through you through your son, Jesus Christ, who strengthens me. And I thank you God for supernatural strength that is coming to your people right now in the name of Jesus to handle any circumstance, any um, tragedy, any chaos. God, you gave us the ability to navigate and just to sustain us even through hard times and god I know that we have already won the victory because you paid the price for us and i thank you for that right now in the name of jesus we pray amen once again thank you for listening um can pray that you if you know somebody who need this message share it with them please they share it over and over again and uh we'll be back with you next week again On another lesson about habits of a thankful heart. Once again, thank you, and we'll see you next week.